Welcome to Alphabet Fly, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today are two people who happen to be related to uh, Kurt Wagner. Uh, Guido. <laughs> Guido, hi. Guido. I said Guido. It's okay. I'm sorry. It Guido. happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and uh, Rob. Hello. Yeah, uh, today we're talking about someone named Abyss. Do you remember who Abyss is at all? Vaguely. Late no. 90s, sort of has a dark portal in their chest or something, right? Uh, I mean, you described a bunch yeah, of characters from true. the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, somehow, well, no. I was going to say Dr. Demonicus, but that was technically like late 70s. Um not Dr. Demonicus, Master Pand- uh, Pandemonium. What am I yes. talking about? Yeah. Man, I'm getting Master Pandemonium. Um, has a black hole belly. So, yeah, his name is. Uh, oh, by the way, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real 90s. Right. Um, he has like. He has like. He's like blue. I mean, what is it? Yeah, he's blue. He's like Nightcrawler. See, blue. Like, he, like, the ink is so dark on here, like, it reflects the light whenever I try to look at it closer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like. Yeah, it's because you're looking into yeah, yeah, the like, abyss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but he has like real dark, furry skin, and he and his uh, limbs can kind of like spaghetti out, <laughs> you know, like spirals of paper and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, his name is Neil Stryger, which is that's a name. That's a really '90s name yeah. too. <laughs> Anything with a Y like, thrown in, just randomly in the in the last name, very '90s there. Yeah, lots of consonants, you know, <laughs> just like mm, heavy. You know, you know, you know, he's a badass. Well, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, he's uh, alias is none, uh, secret identity. His occupation is a terrorist. Yeah, his former occupations are former adventurer, aka homeless, bodyguard, or antest subject. Um, he was he was he was born in Hammer Bay, Genosha. And uh, his citizenship is also Genosa. I- I'm so sorry. You, your your country doesn't exist anymore. Um, I was just thinking what he puts on like his LinkedIn profile. Test subject, homeless, terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, his uh, his uh, father is Azazel. Um, Kurt Wagner is, uh, or Nightcrawler is his half-brother. Kiwi Black is his half-brother. And other half-siblings deceased. You know, because... Wait, was this during the Chuck Austin run? No, that was early 2000s. Yeah, though, he he uh, comes back in during that run, because that's the... Okay, yeah, Angels and Demons. Okay, I I think we might... We're going to end up talking about that that series, like, briefly, across multiple characters. I don't know what Chuck Austin was thinking, like, at all, when he was writing. Like that whole angels and demons thing. Oh, if you look like a demon, you're actually a demon. And if you're an angel, look like an angel, you're an angel. Yeah. Also, if we get Nightcrawler be the Pope, it <laughs> does a curse thing. <laughs> also, angel, why in front of why in front of your 
in front of your way younger girlfriend's <laughs> family in the air. Why? Yes, there's a, a lot to be desired. There is. I just don't. I, but yeah, that's just that. I'm not revisiting that, by the way. I'm, I'm reading a lot of blind spots. I'm not <laughs> revisiting the few episodes. The issues are in of that one. But yeah. So it says here a mutate on the island of uh, an, an island, uh, island nation of Genosha. Now, I'm disagreeing with that because he, he literally has, like, unless they mean mutate as in, like, um, the Genosian mutates where they would take the mutants and, and make enslave them, them. Sla- enslave them. But, like, but this would have been post that Genosha, right? Yeah, unless he was a mutate prior to us encountering him. So, unless, okay, I mean, I don't, okay, I, okay, sorry, I have one other thing I want to ask. Okay. Because I have the I have this problem. Okay, so far, Fantastic Four, the stuff it's it's good. I like it. Uh, Dan Slott doesn't like uh, Franklin. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can tell he doesn't like yes. Franklin. I hate that. I hate that he hates Franklin. <laughs> I want Hickman back where he loved Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but okay. So he because they had that whole uh, uh, Fantastic Four and the X Men mm-hmm. thing where the whole thing was basically saying, "Hey, turns out Franklin is a mutant." Okay. I want to I want to propose this to you. Okay. You have one parent that has powers. You have another parent that has powers. Okay? They're both mutated. They're they're both mutates. But they have a child that is born with powers. That makes that child a mutant, right? right? No matter how you describe no, no it. No matter what. Right. No matter what. He's a mutant. Franklin is a mutant. I don't know how. He was literally he's a mutant. He's a mutant dance slot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes no yeah, sense. like the only reason <laughs> like, the Wanda Pietro retcon sticks, even though I don't like it, is because it says that they got they were given their powers by the High Evolutionary after they were but, born. Being born with powers makes you a mutant. No, like it doesn't matter. Like if if Steve Rogers has a child yeah. that has super soldier stuff, it's yeah, a mutant. I agree. Like, like I don't. I hate that so much. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it does because they make so many um, they make so many points in so many other stories to say, "Hey, this is not a mutant. This is a mutate." Specifically, in so many stories, and it goes against the whole definition. But yeah, <laughs> never mind. Okay, we're we're gonna get through. This. We're gonna have to pick another one of these in just a little bit. But yeah, we'll we'll get through this. But yeah, he's apparently a mutate on the island nation of Genosha. Abyss was among many contract who contracted the legacy virus. Um, Professor X recruited Abyss to the mutant underground, a super cabal of both mutants and pro-mutant humans fighting for mutant freedom. Xavier assigned Abyss as a bodyguard to a Genosian science scientist, uh, Rene uh, Majkom, who was uh, searching for a cure for the virus. And he was secreted away. He was researching a cure for the uh, virus, secreted away in a deep, uh, a Louisiana uh, Bayou Abyss helped Cable, Domino, and Doug Locke, who is the combination of Doug or Cipher and Warlock, um, to protect Mushcomb uh, from First Strike soldiers from Operation Zero Tolerance Anti Mutant Task Force. Which you know, I feel like that's putting laying it on a little bit too, too much. <laughs> like zero tolerance, <laughs> really? You, you can calm down. Calm down a little bit. You have a little bit of tolerance. I know you do. After a cure for the virus was released, Abyss battled fire-wielding mutant fever pitch in Berlin, and both were captured by X-Corps. Eps- I always say Corps. X-Corps. 
a militia led by Banshee, uh, while held for scientific study, Abyss witnessed the murder of the Japanese mutant Sun Pyre, who was uh, Lin Yu, uh, Liu uh, Yoshida, by a rogue ex-corps uh, member. And uh, following the revelation that shape that the shape-changing mutant terrorist Mystique had infiltrated X-Corps in an attempt to seize assets for her own use, uh, a wounded Banshee freed Abyss from his confinement, allowing him to use his power to pull Mystique into the void within his own body. This is this just sounds like it. Like I never read the original X-Corps stuff, but I also don't like Banshee <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I agree. <sighs> Like it, 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 it's deeper than just the uh, just the scream flying. That's a major part of it, but it's deeper than that. Um, because I can kind of forgive Siren. I like Siren, but, but yeah, yeah. The new score is pretty good. So get a lot of you get a lot of uh, Jamie uh, Madrox in it. Yeah, so it's pretty good. And corporation. No, I, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, the thing that I like about the Cohen Age so much is that they're allowed to just tell stories without conflict. Sometimes, or if the conflict isn't like a genocide is happening, it's nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. Also, a uh, void in your body. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, that's always fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, later, Abyss was compelled to travel to the Caribbean island of Isla Desdemona, where he joined the X Men, Nightcrawler, and other mutants with teleportation powers in creating a portal to the other dimensional home of Azazel, an ancient demonic feature in mutants who was amassing an army to reclaim earth by the way that's all that's the reason why there's so many half brothers of yeah teleporters yeah <laughs> like azazel's whole thing is i don't know I, i'm pretty sure i'm gonna cover azazel but like um azazel's whole thing is just like i don't like i don't like it. I, I don't know there, there's a lot of x-men stuff i kind of don't like but i like all uh, most of it now so yeah. <laughs> who, who did that retcon when did that recon happen? Oh, that was Chuck Austin my who did God. the Azazel recon. We should chuck him <laughs> to the rider <laughs> into <void>. the void. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Into the abyss. Uh, oh man. Uh, but yeah. But basically, they're trying to like you know make uh, make an army to make a portal. Um, but yeah, the X Men came to a Nightcrawler's rescue, inadvertently collapsing the tunnel. Many of the teleporters were killed, but not, but not before all assembled teleported uh, through to another dimension. Zazel powers acted in reverse, rejecting everything that in which the void within his body is ever pulled in, uh, including Mystique. And uh, Zazel subsequently revealed that he was the father of the teleporters collectively, referring as. The, uh, we got we are we're already we're at that era already. I hate it. <laughs> the they're the um Nithalem and sought to enlist the aid of Nightcrawler open up another portal to Earth. At that moment, back on Earth, X-Man and the X-Man. Well, I thought I was going to say X-Man who would have been active at this time. Yeah. Yes. Uh the Very. X the X-Man uh Polaris uh used her magnetic powers to force open the void within abyss's body to allow the heroes to return and leaving azazel and his followers trapped did, did she just use her powers to for them to reverse for them <laughs> that must have been weird but yeah uh azazel, wow um abyss was depowered um on m day um <clears throat> and he was recruited uh in the terrace xl by elijah cross and outfitted with technology supplied by the isolationist who is uh, joseph hubbard 
to imitate his lost powers. Um, repowered by the restorative touch of the former mutant speedster, Quicksilver, who is now just uh, not a mutant at yeah. all. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abyss and his teammates clash with X-Factor until Cross's powers overloaded and he exploded. Uh, fearing the same fate, Abyss pulled his remaining uh, teammates into the portal within his body before vanishing into himself, hoping that that might stabilize their powers. That's it. The, the end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Uh, he's 6'4", but a veritable white eyes, no visible iris, or irises or pupils. Weighs 162 pounds, uh, veritable, and his hair is black. There's... Okay, I'll... We'll discuss this a little bit later. Uh, but, but yeah, the cells of Abyss's body were extremely palatable, allowing him to unravel, uh, allowing him to unravel it into ribbon-like tendrils, which can envelop a target and pull it into an interdimensional portal within his body. Um, highly emotional states such as fear or anger could cause Abyss to lose control of his powers, resulting in all nearby objects being pulled into the dimension. And Abyss... Briefly utilized bionic tr- uh, ten- uh, tendrils to uh, prior to his uh, being repowered, and again the power grid makes no sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, um, Jordan d- put the power grids on there, but like because technically there's something, but like I'm not going to discuss them anymore. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he yeah he's got a cool design. Oh, no, his his design is cool. But unfortunately, like he's part of that run of oh, all of you are demons. Oh, all of you are demons. <laughs> like so, I don't like that. Is he no. a Krakoa? I know I ask this question every single time, but it, the answer is maybe. I don't that, that, yeah. because that maybe. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they remember hearing anything about him. I wonder what a modern day uh, uh, redesign would look like because he's very nineties. Yeah. That's what I remember about him, especially hanging out with Fatal, who was like the most 90s design and Reaper and those characters who all had like, you know, short hair and like the cyberpunk looks. And he was in amongst that, but he had the cool ribbons that pulled you into the abyss. So here, okay, here's 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 going to be like, I guess my what I'm going to take away from this. Um. That was just wasted on a character that's clearly not going to be popular after, <laughs> you know, a couple months. Like, I feel like, like, there's a lot of characters that have a really cool concepts, but they're just, they're, they don't have the right writer to make them popular. Yeah, because, or they're not put on, or the, they're right not put on the right team. And I feel he, like this would be cool. This would yeah. be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. He, well, what, what, what he, do y'all think? He probably premiered around the same time as the James Cameron movie, I would say, right? Abyss? No, a, the yeah, James Cameron yeah, movie Abyss guess, isn't that in the eighties. Not too too far removed. Yeah. I just want to see like a storyline where he's yeah. like, I don't know where my keys are. Oh wait, they're inside my own personal void. Yeah, see some of the some of the X writers now could do mm-hmm. some real comedic <laughs> gems with yeah. him floating around the <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean it's it's I mean it's he's a cool concept. It's just like I don't I don't feel any attachment to the character no. as read. Like if you gave his power to almost anyone else, I think I would love it. Which is, unfortunately, I'm going to run in a lot of those. I run into a lot of those so many times. I'm just like, oh, come on. You so could have done better. Those characters also present, and Nils could present this to us, like a blank slate where when the right writer pulls him back in, 
they can construct a character there that wasn't there before. Oh, like they did with Tempo. He, yeah, exactly. And the then Tempo Mills was basically a nothing that we character. Love. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Cargill, right? Like uh, Cargill, Mike Carey really got Cargill to be Joanna Cargill frenzy to be like enough, the awesomest. And character. also weirdly enough, like not Nanny. Nanny was always, but like like orphan maker actually got a lot yeah, totally. like a that's lot a good, more good example yeah orphan maker got a lot of yeah. personality all of a sudden even though he doesn't talk at all <laughs> yeah that's where abyss belongs in some hellions oh reboot. that'd be cool but yeah um i don't know like there's uh yeah i just feel like this wastes potential um at, for now i think i think another pass you know yeah. with a more because like i feel like the um and I don't want to be this way because, like, there ha- there are like good writing. There's good stuff in the '90s. I'm not gonna lie or anything. It's just like um, X Men was especially infected with this idea. But like, there's a lot of stuff was just kind of edgy or over sexualized or over it too much. Um, yeah. Like I think like like Peter David did pretty good in the '90s. I want to say. Um, I'm trying to think of other people who did good. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But I um, like I'm, oh, I'm yeah, a Fabian yeah, Fabian 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 Fabian. Fabian. yeah. Um also um and did pretty good. Yeah. Um no, there's good there's good writers and everything. It's just like the house style for both DC image and uh Marvel was just hard to look at in a lot of cases, especially when digital stuff became more prevalent, like that era right before people knew how to use digital uh art and stuff was real eh and um it feels like they're going for more like they're going for rule of cool but they didn't hit the cool they didn't hit the like the cool part like they skipped (laughs) over it most of the time because like you can do rule of cool like people do rule of cool all the time i'm willing to forgive a lot of things in a comic if it's cool enough but like it it doesn't i think a lot of the people creating it weren't very cool themselves so they were trying to think. They sure thought yeah, they well, were. Well, exactly. That's it. It's it, they were thinking what is cool, and then it's never going to be cool. While someone like Anne Nascenti is just cool herself, so it's yeah. going yeah. to be cool. <laughs> Speaking of, yes. if you want to read some good '90s Anne Nascenti that isn't uh, from a well, now it's a big one, but but for in Vertigo, uh, Ken Eternity. That that her Ken yeah. Eternity yeah. run is. Mm, chef kiss so good like <laughs> so good and they uh, dc is wasting kid eternity they they are wasting him um as a thing uh but, but whatever we're not talking about kid eternity i think kid eternity <laughs> needs a lot more but but we're not talking about him uh i think we're done uh for the most part do you, do you want to unless you have anything else to say we'll just go plugs no no, yes. that's it for Abyss. Yep, uh, back to the abyss of <laughs> the characters <laughs> yes. that I don't exactly. really care about. <laughs> yes, well, <sighs> you can join us in the abyss over at our podcast, Dear Watchers, where we... It's a good abyss, though. Yes, a good abyss. There, there are good abysses, where we explore issues of Marvel's What If and other multiverse stories, and we talk about the issues that were possibly inspired by that what if and what the issues that may have inspired by that what if and we drop every monday wherever you listen to podcasts um i don't feel like doing my plug so i'm not going to do them <laughs> they're, they're all in my description you'll always be able to yes. ask and maybe maybe give me some money i don't know <laughs> it's in a link in the description um but yeah this uh but this has been alphabet flight and may country protect you through all of your night travels good night mm-hmm.